Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right. Whether they make you pause in pain or thanks, from break your heart to straw hat and old dirty Hank, we're... It's all been done. Whether they make you pause in pain or think is yeah. would have been better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Where it's all been done, the podcast. The Onion Rings, my co-host makes me cry. His name's Evan. Mm, there's still eight albums to go. <laughs> Keep your eyes on the road. It's my co-host, Saker. We both twisted the line a little bit. Yeah, I like I, that. I gotta keep things gotta keep things spicy this late Jesus. in the marriage. Eight albums deep means that you've given up hope for you winning the Bernicke draft. Is that correct? What's the Bernicke draft? <laughs> Uh-oh, <laughs> you've lost your memory of the EDE wrap-up that we did last week, oh. where we each drafted Bernie Lady songs, and the bet was wh- whether oh. this album would be considered one or two albums. Yep, I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just checking. We'll see. Yeah, we will see, I think, one day. Or we have seen. Uh, shit, we should put... Fuck, we're really banking these episodes, so we mm-hmm. will not be able to announce who's won the Bernie draft until, like, episode five of this album. That's okay, it's Saker. It's, it's probably <laughs> me, if you... I mean, so I mean, you've, you've given up. You've conceded? I don't care. But do I have the better draft? <laughs> no. Shut. Then why did you say it's me? Because, I mean, it's not it's not an objective measure. It's a subjective measure. But so I think our listeners like you better. I, I wouldn't know. Because you don't interact with them. I, am I listen to them. constantly just yearning for, for just for, for some. For, for validation. For validation. And I just go on and read because they listen to us. So yeah. I listen to them. Shit. Or I should say, I, I read what they write. So I shouldn't interact with them. That's my No, mistake. you should definitely interact with them. You, making, you want it too much. I'm making myself too available. I need to be a little <laughs> bit withholding. You need to be a little aloof. So that they'll like me more. No, because that wouldn't work, because I'm already doing that. But so you need to be the good cop. I guess. If both and I'm of the your, dead cop. If, if both of your parents are aloof, what do you I do? Killed a kid. You go smoke drug. Yeah, if both your parents are withholding, you... I mean, I, I don't know. I think people can... If you're if you're not like a hothouse flower, you're like you can grow up and you're like the, you've heard that theory, like that some kids are just weeds and they'll grow up in a situ- oh. they'll pretty much the same in any situation. Sure. But some of them, you know, need more nurturing, mm-hmm. and that's you know no judgment on any sort of people. It's just you know I feel like kids who are going to be kids are just going to be kids, and whether their parents are withholding or not, then kids who who would have needed more emotional sure. support are going to suffer. So it just depends. Is there a blood depends test on our listeners? I can run on my child to figure out what kind of if he's a weed or a hothouse flower. Um, that sort oh. of that sort of. S- that's sort of bleeding a little bit into eugenics, which I'm not in favor of. Oh, that's not what you said before the podcast. You kept telling me, I wish that we had a test to figure out who's good, who's naughty, and who's nice. I wish Santa Now Claus we're doing this? This is what we're doing now? That was All only because right. you greeted me in a full for Third Reich uniform. <laughs> well, it's only because you pulled up in your... My Hitler mobile. Your Hitler mobile. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, it plays the uh, theme song for Triumph of the Will. Does the Triumph of the Will even have a theme song? It plays the uh, CD that came with Mein Kampf. The... <laughs> The audio book. The audio book. I hope that if there is an audio, there's got to be an audio book, and I hope the guy reads it really angrily. Oh, my God. So he's pretending he is. Yeah. German just, I don't know. Do you think he reads it in German or German or English? I think Jinglish. I think that Which is like Spanglish. It's like a a translator thing. So somebody reads it, like somebody shouts it in German, and then the other guy just like translates it. He's like, yeah. Um, the, the white race will uh, <laughs> uh, needs living room and then they will come in. <laughs> like it's just be, it'd be great it'd be great um ebo we are on a new album oh yeah album we, number seven i barely even noticed <laughs> um what do we do now how do we keep this relationship fresh i think we're already doing that we're uh 
touching noses. We, we are talk. touching noses. Our microphones are pressed Periodically, together. Periodically, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we, we started instead of sitting uh, across from each other like we're on a date, we're sitting side by side like we're on a date. Sure. Do you hate people that sit side by side on dates? Um, I haven't been in the dating pool for a million years. But you look at people in restaurants. No, I don't care. It's like I'm, I'm sort of, uh, I'm not offended by public displays of affection mm. to a point. Mm. Like if you're, I don't know. If you're sitting there like sucking face in a, like a, a public space for a, an extended period of time, I get a little bit angry. But like if you're just, you know, kissing and sure. shit, I mean, I don't want like any heavy petting in like a restaurant that I'm trying to feed my kid. Sure. In, but what if there's no passion, but they're dry humping? That, Is it the passion that bothers you? You mean like just two people like dead eyes staring off into space <laughs> methodically dry humping? Yeah. I think I would hate that more. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm into that. <laughs> yeah. I remember going to a hotel room and... It was with a girlfriend, and it was two of her fr- or two of our mutual friends were uh, lesbians, and they were we were sharing a room with them. Mm-hmm. And I, she was trying to get me to like admit that I'm homophobic or something. I don't know what she was doing. Your she's, girlfriend? Yeah, she was trying. She's like, "Are you going to be comfortable sleeping next to two lesbians?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine. I mean, we're just sharing a room." And she's like, "Well, what if they started kissing?" I'm like, "Well, that would be." a little uncomfortable oh why because i'd be uncomfortable if anybody started kissing in a bed next to me <laughs> like i just i i don't think that's anything specific to lesbians it just make me uncomfortable sure. to have like two people like dry humping in a bed next to me and did they do it no they didn't it was a perfectly <laughs> fine delightful uh time this is all a trap that yeah, your girlfriend was, was trying to i don't know what she was trying to do to me but sure. uh it didn't work i sure. don't think unless it did well, we're not dating anymore so it must have worked if two couples are having sex in the same room but not interacting is mm-hmm. that a foursome or is it just group sex i think it's just group sex okay well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't know. Okay, sure. We're uh, we're we're just feeling it out, just like everybody in this yeah, crazy yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, to the lifestyle. <laughs> to the lifestyle. Speaking of lifestyle, our guest today is a sex pervert. <laughs> what? Wouldn't that be great if we had a guest? And that's how I. That was the point I chose to introduce them. Is speaking of group sex. That's or, usually how you do it. I know. I really do find the worst possible. Yeah, I know. That's your thing. In right? road, it's sort of a joke. It's become a joke on the podcast. I would like to at apologize. your expense. I would like to apologize to Brett Morris, who I did not realize I was calling a predator in the terms of. I did, and I tried to stop you, but you would not let it go. I somehow did not read the room at that moment that I was calling him a predator. I was entirely. Not jokingly, thinking the dreadlocked. Yeah, I mean, alien we brought voices. it over to that eventually, but uh... whoever wins, I lose. That's how it works. Yep. Uh, Ev, you want to start talking about this week's song? No. <laughs> Neither do I. What do we talk about now then? <laughs> I don't know. Let's talk about okay. it. <laughs> this week's song is called Adrift. And if you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample. Ever since we said our goodbyes. Alrighty, Evo, is this our new normal? Is this where we go from God, here? I hope not. Every album starts with a soft rock a slop. <laughs> slop jam. It, I, it, pissed, it pissed me off. Like, it's like, instead of starting out, like, I mean, okay, Hello City starts with, I mean, no, so Gordon starts with Hello City. Bam, pop, right there. Hey, real quick, mm-hmm. has, why hasn't Sanrio ever bought the rights to hello city just to change it to like hello kitty and then that could be like a commercial that they do or something 
I have no idea. Okay. I, I thought you were in charge of Sanrio's marketing committee. Oh, yeah. I need to talk to them about okay, that. Okay. Thank you. Go we, ahead. We Sorry. Write it down. Gordon. Hello, City. Yeah. Snap. Yeah. But uh, Jane, also a pretty a pretty upbeat, like a pretty uh, catchy song. Sure. Right? I mean, Bopes, we've got Stomach versus Heart, which is- Upbeat. Upbeat, if not necessarily good. Yeah. And then One Week, of course- that was the first track? And Stunt, yeah. Damn. And then Too Little Too Late, another bang, another plopper, and then Celebrity, celebrity. and then this. Adrift. Yeah. And I don't think Adrift is a bad song. I just think like you don't want to start your album with like a muttering scratch at the door. Like it's like... Meh. That's why we resequence. You're right. right. Well, I, I'm just wondering what... Unless... I'm sorry to interrupt. No. But unless they're trying to set the tone for the album. And I think that I will come back to whether or not I think that it should start there. Like if they want this to be like a sort of slower sure more introspective like indie pop album sure that's fine well at this point we've listened to three to four songs from this album so um, i don't think they do no well I, I think all the songs have been pretty slow i mean we'll get to them in future weeks but they're all yeah, pretty this like leads into bank job chill yeah which is a, a slower song yeah i guess i mean it's the the tempo of that is very very uh yeah i mean it, it rocks a little harder but but yeah that that confused me as well i don't think this is a bad song either but i just think it's you don't because i thought you would hate this song why did you think i would hate it because you hate aluminum and this is just aluminum again how is this just aluminum just a, a hundred puns that don't necessarily uh connect to each other or anything let's talk about the lyrics first yeah so, so let's do that okay Ed, let's see how you're a hypocrite. Let's Ed see how big of a hypocrite Saker is. Wait, see this. You have a much this better. This is memory. a Hearn song. You have a much better memory than I have. Uh -huh. uh, Hearn, Page, and Robertson. This is yeah, all three of them together. Yeah. But what I'm thinking is, is Ed had a funny idea, and he was like, "Guys, what if the onion rings and the phone cries?" And they were like, "That's a song." The onion rings. The phone makes me cry. Let's build a whole song based what on I'm, that. What I'm imagining is like Steve and Hearn or Kevin are like noodling on like, and they're coming up with like these, uh, um, your heart's got a heavy load. That's a long way 100%. to go. So they had like the chorus and they're like, oh, we just need, we need lyrics to fill in the other thing. And, and uh, it's like, oh, I got it. I got it. And he, so he turns, he pulls out his 1950s joke book. This is a songwriting book and just sure. starts to go, just starts to throw them out there. This is, this is a horrible accident where uh, a funeral procession hit a clown car <laughs> is what happened at the intersection Maybe it's here. a clown's funeral. It could be a clown's funeral. That's true. How many true. clowns do you think you can fit in a hearse? How many clowns a do you think circus you full. fit in a hearn? Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, but just like, it, I'm thinking it was- A hearse is like a, a hearse urn. So it's like a hearse that you put, it's like made of pottery. What the fuck are you talking about? A hearn. A hearn is a hearse urn. Yeah. So it's it's- a pottery hearse that you can pour liquids into. Or uh, ashes, I guess. Sure. That's what a urn is. So a, a, her, a hearn that, is a giant ceramic urn filled with ashes. Human ashes. That's an urn. Urns can be pottery. Right. So you're just describing an urn. Right, Where's but it's, it's shaped part? like a hearse. Oh, I see. It's in the shape of a car. Yeah. Or what if when a car dies? It's like one of those Viking funerals where you get buried. <laughs> when a car dies, you melt it down and pour it into an urn. And that's an that's a hearn. That's a hearse urn. Yeah, you could do that. But I think uh, you'd have to make a pretty big ceramic thing for that. I mean, there's not. you don't get the whole man when you put him in a hearse. I was thinking it's like when a billionaire dies, uh, they get buried with like in their limo. Sure. 
and with like their this their family servants are sure. killed and put inside the engine block or yes. something well the servant has to, to drive the limo into yeah. the grave plot and then they start putting the dirt yeah. in and he's screaming and yeah, yeah oh horrifying. that's perfect horrifying that's perfect yeah and i mean because you can take it with you it's just like heaven is a um the afterlife is like a post-scarcity society so it doesn't really matter sure <laughs> um i have a, ha- a thousand servants okay <laughs> neat i have infinite <laughs> servants yeah um here's the thing you have a better memory than i do no, I, I didn't hate aluminum because it was a pun song, did I? One of your one of the planks of your of your political platform of hating aluminum was that it had a bunch of similes in it, right? And metaphors uh-huh. that were unconnected to one another. Uh-huh. Like you shine like aluminum, you're like a dinosaur. I don't remember the actual things you do, but there were a bunch of different things that were unconnected to you. Yes, I'm looking over my notes now, and I'm remembering that. Yes, and if that was a part of your tripod, then this song is the worst because that's all this song is but now i feel like we're we're based around we have a theme and we're sticking to that theme the whole time unlike aluminum which didn't no aluminum didn't make sense aluminum was all over the fucking because place. you know i guess adrift so the only thing that the only thing that ties into that is the second worst pun the tight ty- oh the title you mean well yeah. the title doesn't have to be i know but like the second the worst song. pun is deep blue without great white that's Okay, that's not even a pun. I, but whatever it is. That sucks. Something isn't right Like the deep blue Without the great white that, yeah, that's, that the second wor- that's the second worst one. So, so okay, well, let's... Do you want... Should we go through... Here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. We, we talk about all the mix-em-ups, mm-hmm. and we rate them on a scale of <laughs> one to ten mix-em-ups. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, so I... The mix-ins. First up, I like... This song is a song made for BNL pivots, yeah. which I love. Mm-hmm. I love... You, I've always loved the pivot, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Aluminum was not pivots. Aluminum was not jokes. I love... Okay. I love jokes. Okay. So right? you like it when it's you like it when it's when it's like dad humor. Yes, I want. Okay. I want more puns. I want more jokes. I want more dad humor. Well, then I get. Can't aluminum wait just for like, next six albums. You are aluminum because you are shiny. You are aluminum because you are hot. You are. This is like you're aluminum because I I metal meet you one day. <laughs> is that a joke? Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So so okay. I I see your point now. So so let's go to the first mix them up. Okay. Uh uh. So um. The onion rings. Yes. The phone the, makes me cry. The onion rings. The phone makes me cry. I like. Obviously, th- makes sense. Very clever. Well, no. No what? The phone makes me cry. I like. I like that part of it. Right. Because either he's getting phone calls that aren't that aren't his uh, significant other or sure. or dead dad sure. or whatever. Yeah. The onion rings though. How does that? Well, so here's uh, so we've got the event. We don't know right. what the event the is. Event. <laughs> it could be a breakup. Could be the death the of event. a, a like spouse or a significant yeah. other or a parent uh-huh. or whatever. But I think when when the event happens, the person is overeating, right? So the onion rings. That's the first line. Of the, I mean, because that's what you do when you're sad. Oh, that's, you, that's kind of a stretch, but yeah. Yeah, the onion that's rings. That's the first thing I do when I'm sad or happy or just on a regular day. <laughs> that's true. Like, I love overeating. <laughs> but yeah, this so this this uh this song spoke to me. I think dead significant other, right? Okay. I don't. I feel like. Well, then why does it say your heart's got a heavy load? Your heart's got a heavy load. There's still a long way to go. Keep your eyes on the road. 
Well, I feel like that's someone outside talking to him, right? Or maybe him, his him, his yeah, internal, my, internal monologue. That was my hard. That was hard to do because it was a shifting. It was a slushy POV in this in that case. Sure. So he's saying, "I'm doing this. I'm doing that," and then he switches to second person, but he's also talking about himself, or it's another person talking to him. Well, yeah, because I mean, Kev is talking. We literally have a different narrator. We have Ed in the verses, and then Kev in the choruses, right? Mm-hmm. So it could be a friend telling him, like, "Hey, man, you got a lot of life left to live. You just got to hang on. You can do fine, right?" Mm-hmm. So I think I think that does check out maybe yeah i i, I see that and i maybe just didn't... katie you accepted that it was two different yeah, people yeah i did i did <laughs> and i and i mean having kev having kev sing that makes sure. it more, makes it more sense yeah. uh so i'm gonna rate that mix em up a 6.8 on the mix em up scale uh I... 5.3 okay <laughs> all right very good yeah. um let's go to the because it wasn't one. established that he liked onion rings earlier <laughs> in the song so the first line should have been i love to eat junk food yeah the onion rings okay um ever since we said our goodbyes well, hold on. at an applebee's okay <laughs> let's go sure. we'll get both of us happy uh like the deep blue without the great white Ooh. so it's it's here's the here's what i think they were trying to do right in the ocean, you can find two colors, deep blue, great white. Yes. Is that a joke? The answer is no. No. It's not funny. No. It's not good. No, it's, I mean, and also, why would you want, I mean, why would why would the lack of sharks in the ocean sure. make you sadder? And I wouldn't say that like, oh, you you got an ocean? You, you better have a shark. Do you yeah. have a shark, bro? Not, not <laughs> like, even a shark, but like the, the most, great the biggest shark. shark. Yeah. Like, it, you know, I, I, you know, lack of diversity sort of thing, but at the same sure. time, like, I think if all the great white were to be dead i would be less sad than say it was like all the tuna died sure you know so it's not because they're at the top of the food chain so they're not like they're not suffering yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and i mean i guess that they keep something in check i'm not sure what yeah um so so the the big thing is that the deep blue doesn't suffer with the lack of exclusion of white yeah or it might it might but i'm not sure i'm not sure about the ecology of the ocean so but but in terms of getting a message across to your listeners Mm -hmm. failure i think yeah i mean if you looked at an ocean and there someone's like you know there are no giant sharks in it and you're like (laughs) something isn't right here yeah i rate this mix them up a 1.7 2.1 wow because there is a worse one here okay (laughs) all right very good um the next one um, in the morning, open your eyes. The waterfalls, the fireflies. In the morning, open your eyes. The waterfalls, the fireflies. We've got. So what? What is the pun here? No, right. Yeah. It, the pun is in, intrinsic into the line, but I don't think it's relevant to anything. Well, like you cry and the the passion leaves, or like the fire. I feel like we're gonna get a thousand listeners telling us what, what the, the actual, actual line, line means. <laughs> yeah. So if you're gonna do that, listener, go ahead and tell Saker. Sure. I promise to read it. But see, this is. <laughs> I'll read it on air. This is why I feel like it started with Ed being like, "Onion rings." phone makes me cry and then they were like fucking incredible line <laughs> golden we gotta do a bunch more and yeah. then they just couldn't reach that level right the, or they were like you know we got uh, or uh, following my thing they're like oh we got this sweet line about like you know continuing after a breakup or mm-hmm. a death or something and ed's like oh oh i got ideas onion I, rings. I, I got <laughs> and they're like sure yeah sure um questionable but not bad yeah i get it yeah i guess i don't know how it pertains to anything in context well this one is less specific because at least with deep blue great white i understood oh we're going for oceans waterfalls fireflies are just like things in nature yeah. and i mean water falls right so maybe it's like tears coming from his eyes well yeah i get like and the fire of his life flies yeah his passion or his yeah i get that kind of but, but like 
what's the is it elements like water and this is the pun is like water and fire ooh, is what you're ooh, like a captain of? planet sort of last Shit, air now i like thing. it more yeah, yeah here we go <laughs> now that we're talking about and then deep blue is another ocean thing all right i'm gonna give that one a i'm gonna give that one a 5.1 yeah i'm gonna have to agree 5.1 okay this is right. a pretty this is this is about as good this is about as average as they come in this song <laughs> uh you're an abacus and my uh heart was counting on oh it. fuck you're an abacus and my heart was counting on us that's the worst one 7.8 buddy 1.2 are you fucking kidding me it was so irritating why was it? i love i can it. see why you love it because you open every episode with the same thing <laughs> um, what do you mean i start every episode with the same thing you start every so with a pun like this i guess where so. it's kind of it's like a slant rhyme slash gross out here's the thing and you're gonna think me a dum-dum it took me a second to get this one a year in abacus i was like because I didn't think the second line. Oh, was yeah, because he's talking about line. pee. You're an abacus. Yes, that is exactly. <laughs> it's when you have little jars connected by a strand and you push them back and forth and yeah, it's click like one them of those, together. Uh, it's like one of those. Uh, oh, the, the, the clicky, the, the clicky things, the ball yeah. things, like an executive has. Imagine yes. if an executive <laughs> had that. And he just like click, click, click. <laughs> it's like you have to one of these jars breaks to wow me. <laughs> And they're just different, like consistency. Like I didn't drink any water on this <laughs> day. <laughs> Um, it's like a Howard Hughes moment. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I could see him handling piss. <laughs> I, I mean, he did piss in jars, didn't he? Yep. That's, uh, yeah, good pool. Uh, I love this pun. Because yep. you count on people and you count on, on an, an abacus. abacus. <laughs> did you get it? I got it immediately. <laughs> and you still and didn't I like hated it. it. <laughs> so what's your rating? One point. Was it like three or something like know. that? That sucks. It sucks that you hate this one. Well, yeah, this was probably the worst one for me. Wow. Okay. All right. As a and writer, I hated. I hated most of them. Okay. Um, is this even a mix 'em up? Crescent Moon sings me to sleep. No. Crescent Moon sings me to sleep. Okay. So after every line being a mix 'em up, he decides to toss in one. That's a Kev line. Yeah, could be. But I'm surprised Steve and Ed didn't shout him down. <laughs> Just like, no, Kev, well, no. I don't know how much Steve likes the puns either. So this might be Kev and Steve being like, we have to insert something <laughs> sort of beautiful into this song. And it's like, no, no, I won't do it. I can almost see. He's like, it's like he, they say Crescent Moon sings me to sleep. And that's something that's nice. That's a nice little like lullaby sort of thing. And, and, and Ed's like, oh, yeah. OK, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make some fucking stupid puns about trees. Sure. Yeah. I feel like we can almost see Steve removing himself from the band at this point, right? Because, yeah. I mean, I feel like the direction they're taking the music is so far away Steve's from... Steve's just fucking around on his phone. He's he like, might... sure, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. His fucking 2003 flip He's phone. He's like, I made, my, I made my stab at like an artsy stuff, and I guess it didn't sell. Yeah. So, you know what? You just do what you want. I'll start my own trio. <laughs> um, so, the birches bark, the willows weep. The birches bark, the willows weep. Um, fine. It's a pretty line. I think it shouldn't have come after. Well, it is, it is as pretty as a line gets in this song. So I'm going to give this one like a seven. The problem with this one is, and I'm going to give it a 4.3, is that it doesn't have the parallelism that the other mix-em-ups have. 
The other mix ups are like the water falls, the fire flies. So the noun verbs, the noun verbs, whatever. Like we always have parallelism within the line. But this mm-hmm. is the birches bark. Bark is something birches have. The willows weep. Yeah. A weeping willow is a thing, right? right. It, it is but, noun verb, noun verb, but it's like, yeah. I wouldn't say like a, a barking birch. I would say a weeping willow, but it's like every tree has bark. Mm-hmm. This one just didn't track for me because he went from very generic to very specific. Does it- <laughs> would you say every fall has water and every f- fly has fire? No, he went from generic to generic. Fine. Okay. To go from generic to jump to like, I don't know. He used the name of a tree and then he used the generic I descriptor. It, I don't, yeah, I don't think it works as well. Sure. But I think it's as nice as the lines come in this song. Sure. Like it's relevant to nothing. Like no, I said. <laughs> it's truly relevant to nothing. Um, I'm adrift without a snowflake. I'm adrift without a snowflake. This is one that took me a second to get. Me too. It was yeah. a thinker. And I loved that about it. I didn't. Really? It made me like it less. I'm like, adrift without a snowflake. Okay, that sounds fine. I'm like, oh, I get it now. But that's I think that's our fundamental difference between you and I. Is like <laughs> like where you get something like, oh, that's cool. And yeah. I'm like, oh, come on. Do you on. hate the aha moment? No. Okay. I hate it when I, f- I get an aha moment and I realize it's stupid. <laughs> it wasn't worth the <laughs> yeah. aha. I'm like, oh, it all makes sense to me now. I think it's because I have a background in Reedies and Puzzies and you don't. I don't like feeling stupid. <laughs> That's, see, so I'm I avoid opposite. I avoid Puzzies. I love feeling like a fucking idiot <laughs> dumb shit. Uh, no, yeah, this one is, it's great. Um, and I believe that's the last, uh, the last one. Yes. And then we just have chorus out to the end. Keep your eyes on the road. Oh shit. There's no eye in road. I get it now. (laughs) Keep your ads on the road. Would have been a much better line. Um, so all in all, I'd say my average for the mix-em-ups is going to be like a 5.5. Yeah, mine's a, probably a little lower. Yeah, like I a, think so. Like a 5. Or I don't a think four. you had anything that was over like a No, I, I give the last one like a 7, I think. Oh, a drift? No, no, the willows. The bark oh, the yeah, bark. you really like that I don't one. know what the last one was. I give a drift a 8.8. I like a 3. <laughs> it wasn't the worst, but it was far from the best. Um, it is interesting to me that this felt like a Gordon-y song in that it's a jokey song, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe it didn't have the energy that a Gordon song did, mm-hmm. and it didn't have the gusto, the chutzpah, but it definitely had the humor, at least the attempted humor. Yeah, that Gordon songs had. I think so, and I think that's fine. Like, I don't know, I, I'm not necessarily against it. It just didn't want the album to start off this way so far. Sure. And I think that again, I have to come back and listen to this in context. I wonder how much of this was them trying to return to form. Bare Naked Ladies are me, right? The whole name of the album <laughs> is like, hey. Whatever I do is something I would do. Right. Uh, so maybe, I don't know. It's hard. I'm not sure if they're trying to evolve or if they're trying to return. Yeah, I mean, people say, just be yourself, but how could you be anybody else? Right? Shit, dude. I found out that the uh, the title of the album is supposed to be a double entendre for Bare Naked Ladies fans, because they are the Bare Naked Ladies army. So there you go, my uh, friend. <laughs> that was an aha moment that, again, I disliked. <laughs> I also just yeah. It's like finding out a secret that makes you hate something more. It's like finding out you're like like J.K. Rowling is a piece of shit. Sure. You're like, oh, great. Found clam robes in my grandfather's closet. (laughs) This information does not increase my. It increases my knowledge, and that's never a bad thing. Except it makes you feel like shit. Yeah. 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 I guess. Um. So that's lyrically. Did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? I feel like the the most interesting part of the lyrics is of course the puns because that's mostly all there was to the lyrics, right? Yeah. Nothing yeah. else? Um, I don't know. I just... 
just yeah, I, I liked like just are we talking about lyrics or are we going to musically now we can do either oh okay well i did i did like the like best spoke sort of indie acoustic intro sure like, yeah it had a nice use of a banjo yes that didn't like that didn't front the banjo the banjo feels so warm in this yeah song. yeah yeah i think it worked really well uh, and i mean fronting kevin vocals on the chorus was i think i liked too because i think that's his line through sure. and through well, I mean, we're starting to see this transition where they've stopped doing Duffy's Muffies, right? Mm-hmm. So we've all the songs are written by the band members now, and we're fronting Kev more, you know, and we're so we're 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 evolving in that way where Kev is now a star player in BNL. He's not just a session musician in right. BNL. So I like that too. I, like that too. I, I like think that, that I think that like I don't know, I like sort of the dreamy guitar solo after the choruses. Yeah. And that I, was fine. It fit with the song. that was good too um it's weird that i feel like they didn't turn the guitar up during the bridge i feel like it's still kind <laughs> still of down muted down a little the bit when it's supposed to i don't know I, I did i felt like this was a good mixture because i felt like the guitar kind of represented that country element but it mm-hmm. wasn't front and center in this song it didn't feel like a country song to me no but ed was still like i'm having a good old time <laughs> yeah yeah and again i i don't know i'm not as much of a fan of like pop country as I am, say Bare Naked Ladies. Sure. So I would prefer it sounded more like Bare Naked Ladies than a country song. I agree. Um, I I think the thing that pulls this song out of mediocrity for me mm-hmm. is the strings during the chorus. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah Jim strings, on, strings always up up a. Oh man, and it's so good. Like these these strings are so sweet and so good, and mm-hmm. and, and then they sort of take they took the lead at the extra right. The, yes. The, that's like, oh. like, a, like a chamber orchestra feel. I I said to hazard a trope. It's the, it's epic. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, in in the in the most uh, literal version of that word, I feel like it was it could score mm-hmm. a big emotional scene yeah. or like it's great. And then it sort of ends with like a I don't know the wind that takes or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Again, just like Celebrity, when we resequence, I may make this the last song. When you have a wind like that, yeah. it's got to lead you out of the album, yeah, not we'll, we'll into. See. We'll see how the album goes. We'll see which uh, song would make the best uh, president or uh, <laughs> why I want the cookie turkey you think, dinner. You think the printer fucked up here and this was supposed to be the last song and he was just like, oopsie. This song was actually supposed to be. Yeah, I think be... that happens all the time sure. on albums yeah. where like they just don't they just get put in a mix. They mix them. Like, yeah. just, just put them on random order. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Um. The song is sparse. Two verses, one of them short, one of them's a half verse, and then we're out. You know, yeah. just a couple choruses. Um, I don't know. There's not a whole lot to play with on this song or to talk about. Yeah, and I mean, I can see, I can see more sort of Kevin as if it was a Stephen Page love song. Yeah, it would be. We would focus more on the reason why their partner yes. left. This just focuses on the sadness afterwards. Yeah, and you know that's sort of that's sort of Kevin's thing, and it, it comes up later in the vo- in your voice. Yeah. Yeah, sound like of voice. Yeah, so, um, yeah. I, so I, I feel like yeah, this is Hearn and Robertson. Yeah, the lead. I wonder how much Page had to do with the writing on this one. Mm-hmm. I wonder what his contributions were. God, I want to get one of the ladies on the. <laughs> See, I want to get him on the podcast, but all I would do is ask him dumb shit like, "Don't you think the first songs are like bad now? Like, why did you put them first? <laughs> Shouldn't you put yeah, them you later? 
make it uncomfortable for them. I really, I feel like I would. Yeah, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing selling us to them. No, that's true. I feel like I skirted that line in the Ron and Yellow interview, even just like, <laughs> why, why did you, why did you do the thing that you did with the sequencing? Like, Good luck with that, bud. Yeah, um, I feel like you can hear Ed almost smile during when he says, "I'm adrift without a snowflake." You can hear his mouth yeah. like turn up a little. Some at the gentle sides. dad humor, and that's fine. Like, I think he thought, and he maybe not thought, but knew that that line would be a fucking like knife in the ribs like fucking got you little <laughs> shit, shit. Yeah, i just made you say underwear <laughs> yes, like this is the, i just made you say underwear line of this album absolutely and they named the song after that too so you could tell it well, was I the think, do you think they named the song first and ed punned off of that or do you no, think they absolutely not they depict the adrift out of well because the song is about someone who feels adrift after the death or the leaving of a significant other or maybe the significant other has just gone on a long vacation <laughs> god <laughs> can you imagine if the case is that this dude is just clingy as fuck like i can definitely imagine that <laughs> oh no is this an here ad? i go i'm imagining it <laughs> is this something you felt when your partner goes away for a week are you not, i mean do you once I once you're out of like, make you cry? No, once you're out of like the throes of like the chemical dependency sure. and early relationship the status. Period. Yeah, once you're out of that, like you know, it's fine when your partner goes away for a little bit. Sure. Like if you're in a healthier relationship, you can be apart for a while. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Ev, I hate to do this to you, but do you have anything else to talk about with this one? Uh, bathroom session. Sure. There are a lot of there are a shit ton of other versions of this song mm-hmm. on YouTube. There are about 900 covers of this song. People yeah. love to cover this song. What's well, it? It's an easy song to cover. I guess so, and it's fun. Probably, if I were just <laughs> it's beginning, fun. Probably, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got jokes. If I were uh, just just starting the guitar, radar podcast that <laughs> sounds like fun. It's probably, fun, probably. <laughs> um, bathroom session. Uh, I said basic. Not much to say. Yeah, it loses out a lot. Uh, I think of, of the business that works on the album version. Like it loses out a lot of the depth. Yeah, I mean. Ed's voice is pretty effing nice, though. Yeah. Like, he does a good job. Yeah. But when you lose the banjo, the strings, and Kev, mm-hmm. it's like, mm. uh, My favorite YouTube comment from the bathroom sessions, Lloyd sings like an angle. <laughs> so, not only are they using Ed's real name for some reason, but they call him an angle, which I enjoyed. Um, there are a couple different versions. Did you see a live version of it? Uh, sure, I did. Okay. I didn't it, write anything down about it, though. It's, it's, I wrote, it's nothing. Yeah. It, it doesn't exist, basically. Yeah. Um, did you see the version of Kev doing this solo on his solo tour? Uh, I saw him singing it with them. No, it's him know. doing it alone at a dr- at a piano with a drum machine. Oh. It's very, very pretty. I bet. Yeah, he does a great. It's it's very neat. And does it's, he do all the puns, or does he like re- rejigger the lines to make them actually like <laughs> yes. relevant to the context of the song? He he talks about he goes in depth onto the death of the spouse and how they died and, and the knot in his stomach that he's well, felt I mean, ever Kev's, since. Kev's good for metaphor, like you know he'll he'll do that like a a dog lost locked in a car park or that sort of sure. stuff like he'll he'll go there i don't think he he's as punny as yeah him. like he'll he'll go he's for metaphor. never metaphor he doesn't like actually as far as i'm concerned um and then there's the version that's on uh stop us if you've heard this one before did mm-hmm. you listen to that one which i believe must be the everything to everyone demo version because they, they this mm-hmm. song was supposed to, was recorded oh, yeah. as part of the e2e d- right. session and then they made it slower and mellower and then they made it slower yeah. and mellower uh this version is much faster there's a lot more percussion there's some weird piano stuff that kev does mm-hmm. it's interesting i just i don't like it as much the percussion makes it feel too rushed even though it uh i, I don't know how, it's just how, not as good is it like 30 seconds long because it's not a long song yeah uh it is Double time. Ever since we said our goodbyes, the rings the phone makes me cry. Wow. Yeah, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. 
there's a rat breakdown in the middle. Actually, I fucking Are you fucking it. kidding me? <laughs> yes, I'm kidding. Okay. I'm sorry. It's the exact same lyrics, the exact same everything. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Nothing else. Yeah. Hey, Ev. Yeah. We're on a new album. Mm-hmm. Do you have a new read for this song? Oh, no. I'm just kidding. I just did that to make <laughs> to, to see your face. God damn it. Viewers uh, or listeners. Um, could Sager, be viewing it. They Sager. could be looking at their iPods. Yeah, they could be. I don't think we have uh, anyone like transcribing our podcast, nor, no. sh- nor should our, we. Our friend uh, Dylan uh, watches our podcast roll down as he listens to the video game soundtracks. So he's a viewer. Yes, actually. Um, and this was actually the song that kind of did it. So what do we have in Adrift here? We have a romance. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Falling apart. Uh-huh. Then we have, inserted into the context, apropos of nothing, a little bit of jokies. Uh-huh. A little funny stuff. Love those jokies. And you know what sums up BNL better? Like, what trope sums up BNL better? Like, what media trope? So we've got we've got a little romance. We've got a little comedy. Bam! Romantic comedies. Of oh, course. This shit. album is all about romantic, romantic comedies. comedies. Oh, I love that. Because you got your Ed. You got your Steve. You got your Ken. Yes. You got your funny best friend, uh-huh. Tyler. <laughs> you got the kind of creepy guy who hangs out. It's just kind of a joke. Chill. Oh, yeah, and then okay. you got the creepy guy's brother who just drinks nothing but milk <laughs> and has a successful career as a teacher. Um, okay, wait, wait, wait. You said three people's names at the beginning and didn't give any context for what role they were. Ed, Steve, and Kev. Yeah, I was just talking about the uh, the feel of the movies. Oh, sure, sure, sure. They're right. all vying for the girl? Could that be the... It could I don't be. Know. I want to hear what so- what romantic movie this song is specifically what romantic comedy excuse me this one of course is 1985 john cusack and Stav- savage steve holland's better off dead okay i don't know that i've ever seen better off dead you shouldn't okay it what does not it like most 80s comedies and most 80s romantic comedies it does not hold up <laughs> well is it meaning it's misogynistic oh uh, yeah yeah and okay. weird and racist and all that good stuff <laughs> wonderful so uh basically John Cusack is a teenager who is rejected by his girlfriend just before Christmas. He's dumped by his girlfriend. Okay. And uh, who abandons him for the handsome and popular ski captain. And John Cusack is also a skier who wants to try out for the ski team. But the, sure. ski, the ski captain, Roy Stalin, will, <laughs> will not let him do so. Uh-huh. He's a total shit. So um, also, like most 80s rom-coms, it's sort of wacky in a way. Okay. So you've got like his parents, uh, his mom is like making these really weird family meals. His little brother, whose name is Badger, is doesn't talk, but is like a genius. And he like creates things he can build powerful lasers and attract trashy women from how to books and throughout the entire movie both john cusack and his father are terrorized by the paper boy who like (laughs) throws papers at them and demands they pay two (laughs) dollars it sounds fun so here's where it doesn't sound fun Uh john cusack after being dumped and hits a low point he's embarrassed at his job he loses his job because he's uh in front of um roy and his ex-girlfriend okay and uh so he decides to try and commit suicide Uh, oh boy because he's better off dead oh my god because this is about a breakup this is about the adrift he feels totally adrift without his girlfriend so he he tries he tries to commit suicide and fails in Various. He tries suicide and fails in various silly ways. And silly. Yeah. So I don't want to continue. I don't want to go too deep into them because I don't want to make light of something that's certainly tone deaf to a modern palate. My God. Yeah. So um, he gets fired from Pig Burgers. 
<laughs> which is his uh, and then also <laughs> throughout the uh throughout the movie he suffers from like neurotic hallucinations okay some of which are mostly wacky which is how the uh, ed's puns work into this okay. right sure, sure so he's sure. in a, he's in a very serious situation like this guy has hit fucking rock bottom oh god like he's adrift right he needs help yeah but everyone around him is either like wacky or just an asshole that sucks so um he meets like two korean drag racers who speak japanese oh my god wait okay they don't speak korean they're played by japanese actors and they speak japanese because back in the 80s we they all you know we didn't know the difference (laughs) Uh right it's like uh you know just how it is but uh so he wants to uh impress his girlfriend he tries to ski k-12 which is the biggest mountain in town okay so uh he wipes out spectacularly um and uh basically while he's recovering recuperating from this he meets a french exchange student monique mm-hmm. because you know his heart has a long way to go all the way to france mm-hmm. Good. so she is not only a beautiful woman she's attracted to him she's also a mechanic and a professional skier okay of course she is so she helps him and she's the manic pixie dream girl sort of yeah i guess but she's She's more together and better than he is oh, okay. in every way. Okay. And he doesn't deserve her, except that she's like in a sort of arranged marriage with the well, the she's at a host with a host family and the host mom keeps trying to hook her up with his her son, son. who is a okay. piece of shit. Sure. Um, you know, that that's sort of thing. And he happens to be Steve uh Buscemi. Buscemi. <laughs> no. I don't know who actually plays him. So anyway, she helps him. Uh, he challenges uh, Roy Stalin to a race. Okay. Down K-12. Okay. And with her help, with Monique's help, he's able to win. And uh, he, when he wins, he's going to be ca- captain of the ski team or whatever. How does Monique help him? Uh, she's a professional skier, so she teaches him how to ski. Oh, she taught and him. And she also okay. repairs this beat-up car that he's been having. Okay. Because one of the complaints about his girlfriend is that his car is just sure. a piece of shit. So he's got this like beat-up old like 1970s roadster now that he, that, that he and Monique restore. And then okay. through the magic of uh, the 80s um he beats the the professional skier and wins the race and his girlfriend comes back and then uh but he rejects her in favor of monique who is there the whole time you know it's it's a standard three x structure right sure and then the house blasts off because badger has been building a giant uh rocket in the basement the whole time and his house flies away what the fuck yeah Yeah. this movie sounds wild yeah yeah yeah. wow yeah just like a drift it's kind of a it's a romantic comedy was kind of kind of wild and so you've got a character who feels really shitty yeah but like monique is coming in it's like oh you've got a, your heart's got a long way to go you still have a heavy load you mm-hmm. know like you shouldn't your life is important you know keep you, your eyes on the slope you could keep your eyes on the slope he's adrift uh-huh. on the slope without With a snowflake, snowflake. yeah yep. so there's a lot there's a lot going on in this song god damn it's clear that ed and kevin this is like one of their favorite movies sure they all this. watched it yeah. together yeah. in the tour bus and i mean this is like 2000s bare naked ladies so they're kind of tone deaf too yeah right, right? i mean we saw their we saw their uh, we saw bare naked ladies uh, the the um, uh, biography sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So the, what, the movie. What year documentary does this album come out again? Do you remember? Two thousand five. Two thousand and five or two thousand six. Two thousand six. Yes. So yeah. So, yeah. Any romantic comedy before two thousand six is fair game for them to write about. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, twenty year old movie they thought was a hey, great idea. They both grew up in like the they were like the teens in the seventy in the eighties, right? Sure. So they're like in their like Ed's fifteen or something. Yeah. Was, of course you watch better yeah. off Dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. John Cusack hated that movie, by the way. Does this movie, is it the prequel to Better Off Fred? Better Off Ted? Better Off Ted, is the, that? The, the uh, comedy about, isn't that the guy who it's works a for sitcom. a sitcom? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. No, it was don't on Netflix. Almost certainly not. For a long time. Okay, cool. Um, interesting. All right, cool. I love that. Do I you? feel bad that I can't help you with these anymore. No, I, I felt bad making you help me with them. <laughs> so I... Uh, I, I you ego, believed me. Ego te absolvo. Did everything to everyone last for 17 years, or was that my imagination? <laughs> it felt like a long album. Okay. 
Um, you still got a long way to go. Yep. Keep your eyes on the road, bud. Yeah, shush. If this ends up being one album, then there's a lot of romantic. There comedies. is a lot of romantic. You think? I think you made the right choice. It wasn't Thanksgiving I dinner. I didn't make a choice. It was presented to me as always. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, well, now I think it's about time to rate this song. If you've never heard this before, this show, what is happening? <laughs> We rate songs on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. The fewer clothes the song is wearing, the better. With a drift. Yes, I am a drift in this album. If you are a listener who starts with a drift, please, good God, please say something on the orange what groves. The fuck is wrong with you? Somebody said that uh, last time we said that. Somebody wrote in and said that that was their first. It was like sell, sell, sell or some wow. bullshit. We were like, I mean, I mean, a drift is a popular song, I guess. Like it's kind okay, of a, it got a lot of covers, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so maybe maybe this is someone's favorite song. And they're like, oh, fuck, did they do a drift? <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> gotta check that shit out. Um, I'm sure that's exactly how they sk- said it. Sk- gotta check it. Scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The fewer clothes, the better. Ev, we start with you, as always. We always start with me. And of course, you have so a very good thing <laughs> I already prepared. I always do good, and Saker gets plenty of time <laughs> to think about his. And I don't listen to your rating because I'm too busy thinking of mine. <laughs> yes. I've always wanted to go sailing, but also I'm very scared of the ocean. Uh-huh. Like having something like just having deep blue below you, like having that you can't see, it's kind of freaks me out a Without little bit. Without the great white though, it's not so bad. There's still lots of shit in it that can kill me. <laughs> okay, like, never mind. Most sharks can get me. Sure. Yeah. Even the little baby ones. Yeah. So yeah, I, I am kind of, so this is, I'm on a, I, it's it's a Tuscan a, a warm Tuscan day on the on the Tuscan coast, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I am with my beautiful partner, and we're uh, sitting on the dock as our sailboat comes in, and it's a uh, you know I don't know how to fucking sail, so of course we've got like a small crew, and I already feel awkward because I don't like thing people doing things for me. Mm-hmm. So like you know uh, the guy Giuseppe uh, gives me his hand and uh, offers a little he gives me a little kiss on the cheek in the Italian Italian style because they're all friendly there. You know when you're here your family. Sure. Uh, this is the branded Olive Garden. <laughs> Uh, sure. thing. So not only is it a sailboat, but it comes with unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks, which was the selling point for me. Damn, dude. And my partner was like, dude, seriously? Here too? And I'm like, <laughs> we're on the Tuscan fucking coast. We, you don't want to eat? And I'm like, I don't really like seafood. I like soup, salad, and breadsticks. called the SS family. Yeah, That's what so, this boat is. So I'm on the, uh, it's called the SS family. When you hear you're on the family. Yeah, I'm on my boat, and I'm wearing uh, board shorts. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I wear sandals, but as soon as I got on the ship, I kick them off. As you do. Uh, and uh, I'm wearing an open an open shirt, like a linen shirt, mm-hmm. uh, buttoned down to right, you know, right the right where my uh, pec pecs, my flabby pecs, sure. uh, end and my ribs begin because sure. I don't want them to see my belly. But my chest isn't so bad. Sure. And I've been like, I've been trying to cut back because I knew, I knew this was the Olive Garden experience. <laughs> so I was going to be eating the whole time. Uh-huh. So I've been like, I've cut maybe 10 pounds for this vacation. Holy shit. That's yeah. big. So I'm ready. I'm ready for this. And uh, yeah, they're, they're casting off the boat and then we just go out into the uh, ocean. My partner's drinking like champagne. I'm like slurping down another helping of <laughs> salad. Fucking wet salad <laughs> yeah. from the bottom of the bowl. <laughs> um... Do you remember when we first started this show and our ratings were like long pants? <laughs> now you're like the Olive Garden portion of that had nothing to do with the rating, and I love it, but it's just like yeah, and this it's is such a, extraneous and this, information. This, uh, this ship combines both the my my humor, my my feeling, and my partner's want to like my partner wants to take a boat ride, but I'm afraid of the ocean. Sure. So this boat is on rails. Sure. Like it like goes out and it's got sure. this like, underwater rail and it just goes out and it's like it goes around and then it comes back. You, it's a perfectly serviceable boat, perfectly serviceable ride. Gives us both what we want, but neither that satisfies neither of us. What does Giuseppe do on the boat if it's on oh, rails? Oh, he serenades us. Oh, oh, oh I fucking see. nightmare with the banjo. 
sure (laughs) whatever whatever makes me more uncomfortable yes absolutely. because i hate being the object of attention and i hate (laughs) being performed for and i hate people singing at me so you're just staring at your breadsticks while you're just just wolfing down fucking breadsticks and marinara and your boat makes 90 degree turns (laughs) based on the rails beneath it (laughs) correct so this is that's that's my rating like i'm wearing like i said i'm in board shorts and an open shirt no shoes so it's it's a perfectly adequate day sure and it just doesn't satisfy anyone involved i feel you um for me um i think this song is uh i'm on a trip it's the summertime i'm off of school another trip another vacation uh, another postcard my friend (laughs) um and my partner and i uh decide we're going to japan Ooh, can i come the land my partner loves so well you can come i love the shin yokohama ramen museum anyone in japan should go visit the yokohama ramen museum i wanted to go so bad times when i feel bad in my day i'll go on google earth <laughs> and look and look at the ramen, ramen museum, museum and look at pictures of the ramen museum i don't know why it makes me feel so much better that is adorable but also very sad <laughs> like you don't look at your son you look at the ramen well, my museum. son's always there like his son's not in japan <laughs> sure you can I, mean, I do have pictures of my son by my desk that i look at and make me feel happy too but right like, the ramen museum is like soul food for me god can you imagine your son at the ramen museum i can't imagine a happier time <laughs> that'll be a nightmare i can't take my son anywhere <laughs> yeah. we don't go to restaurant we don't go out to eat anymore because it's just not worth it yeah yeah, it's true. It's hard. I want to pay, pay $80 to watch a kid for 10 minutes or a half hour Yeah, as he yells at me and throws ice at everything. I'm on a trip to Japan. I'm okay, going to sorry. The, the the ramen museum. Uh, oh. <laughs> but uh, we land mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we're waiting by the carousel for my luggage and my partner grabs her luggage and we're waiting and we're waiting. My luggage never comes out. <gasps> And I have to go to the the guy there, and he's like, "We looks like we lost your luggage." I fuck, this is a fucking nightmare already. Mm-hmm. Let's just get to the hotel. We'll figure it out. Go to the hotel, uh, and I say, you know, uh, I have a reservation for these dates. They say, "Sir, you booked for next week, not this week." And I go, "Fuck, are you serious?" They say, "Yeah, sorry, there's a." And shitty... they apologize for your mistake. Yeah, you're of in course Japan. they do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a I'm hostel. So sorry, we misunderstood what you wanted us to do. But <laughs> a we shitty still hostel can't help you. down the street that you can stay at. So Ooh. we go to the shitty hostel. Stay at a love hotel. Uh, we stay at a, a eighty dollar uh, hour love, love hotel. hotel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're spending. Uh, you're did you spending... go to a love hotel when you were there? We wanted to, but we just and there were love hotels literally like a stone's throw from where we lived. Yeah, but like they were all a stone's throw from where we lived. So it'd be like, oh, do I want to? And it just felt. I wanted to, but then I kind of didn't. I, I I wanted to just for the experience, mm-hmm. like, and it was fun. But I think love hotels are romanticized in that, like, they're like fucking wacky. Like, here's a subway love. Yeah. Ours was just like a hotel room, basically. Like, it had a. Yeah, most of them are just normal things. With, yeah. With a slight theme. Oh, for listeners who don't know, love hotels are hotels where you specifically go to have sex. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and they charge by the hour. And they charge by the hour. Um. So we have to log in. We have to go to a love hotel, which is going to cost us a fucking arm and a leg, mm-hmm. at least for the night. Um, so I go it's to... It's the room themed. Uh, uh, yeah, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> it's a strawberry shortcake themed room. <laughs> so we have to spend the night in a... Stra- it constantly plays the theme song from Strawberry yeah, Shortcake. It only, it's only, uh, yeah, it's only made for an hour. So every hour, it's, uh, it's it like... It loops. It's like, uh, I'm sorry... Oh, and they're like you have to get out yeah <laughs> it just tells you to get out every hour <laughs> yep exactly you keep waking up so i have to go to a 24-hour don quixote uh to get like fucking shirts and pants and mm-hmm. some shit so i go i buy some t-shirts some shorts and i come back and my partner who who is fluent in japanese i put them on and she goes baby that that says like 
uh, I love to eat garbage from the garbage can is what my shirt says. I say, fuck it. You know what? That's a great shirt, though. <laughs> I'm a, I'm That's a, a total shirt you would wear. You'd love 100%. that shirt. Yeah. I'm adrift in this country. I don't have my luggage. I don't have a hotel. I, I'm wearing this thing. I don't know what it means. Like the onion rings. The phone makes me cry. <laughs> but you know what? I'm in a t-shirt. I'm in a shorts. I'm comfortable. Things are going to be okay. This is going to be a good vacation. Keep my eyes on this. It's going to be a good album. It's going to be a good album, buddy. This album's going to be a good one. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I have sort of good memories of it. I, this, I didn't really listen. Past everything to everyone is kind of where I dropped off. I listened mm-hmm. to a little of Army and Our Men, but not a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, I think I may have heard this album once all in its in its entirety. Sure. Just, just because I sort of, you know, I... I I wouldn't say I'm a bare naked lady. I was a bare naked ladies fan at the time. I guess I am now. Right. But uh, (laughs) you're forced to be. Yeah. Like so, I I think I listened to it just because I was listening to albums. Sure. Um, But no, this is going to be a good one. It started off okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You had a pained expression on your face. Like I said, it started off with like a a murmuring scratch at the door. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I wonder wonder who this could be. Now that you let it in, it's all uphill from here. Wait, downhill from here. Wait, what's the good one? (laughs) Depends. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. When one of us is weak, the other pulls them through. That's so let's true. keep this show I think going. You've are been, we, are you, we recording? You've been weak a lot of the time, and yeah. I pulled you through. Yeah, I think we we hate each other enough to like make us continue, make the other sure. person continue doing it. Sure. So it's like that married couple that stays... Like spiteful marriage. Yeah, yeah. You stay, you stay together, not because you love the other person, but because you do not love them and you don't think they deserve happiness. Yes, you don't. You want to see them suffer, and they're suffering with you, so that's good. Yeah. I mean, what else would we do if we didn't have to come to this house in the basement every other weekend and record this podcast? That's true. What I do with my afternoon? We're two weekends in a row. These next two weekends. That's exciting. Yeah, we're (laughs) we're punching it out. Gonna really punch up the jam. yeah, I don't know, because I think there was a time when you were like, I don't want to do this podcast I've asked anymore. like six times if we're recording or not. And then now <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling this podcast anymore. It's about time for it to die. But yeah. I'm glad you're, you've yeah. turned around on it. Well, I knew you would, you know, you would lose a lot of momentum at, um, once like PPE, when we, once we were like bridging the PPE. Yeah. And we are bridging it. We're yeah, getting there. Like, or Steven Page is about to, you know, exit. He's yeah. about to go coldly, quietly into that cold night. <laughs> Which we're still in the, the PPE, thankfully. I know. Yeah. So, we like, what, two more albums? Yeah. Uh, well, it depends on what we classify as an album. Which we'll see what people voted oh, on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've, yeah. Got, we've got one or two more albums, and then yes. we're, we're solo. So I, I saved all my disdain for the early era because right. I knew they could take it. Sure. And then I'm going to be super <laughs> chipper <laughs> during, after Steven Page leaves. Well, I, I, I wasn't as smart as you and i had a lot of disdain in the first yeah. era too for songs that i actually enjoy now i know it's and you're gonna be looking back on these fucking salad days and being like oh my god i think we're gonna have to have at some point a retrospective episode where you're gonna we go be back yeah and re-rate our old songs you're like be, how you're did be I, pining for aluminium yeah, how did i hate aluminium how did i hate when you dream god that song is so good compared yeah. to duct tape art it's just gonna be a hundred puns deep oh man ed, ed as ed takes the helm <laughs> hey this is the adrift episode. So we're oh, is that what we're doing? Oh yeah. <laughs> jubba jubba. Jubba jubba, indeed, my friend. Speaking of jubba jubba, which is, of course, in the made-up language of the Jabba's. Whoops. Hatties. It's called Hatties. Yeah. Uh, do you think they said jubba jubba in Hatties? That sounds like a Hatties word. Almost certainly. I mean, there, it's a lot of repeated, like, uh, repeated syllables. Hey, I think we've gone through every. Uh, 
every Orange Grove episode or every Orange Grove podcast now. So now we got to double up. We're that's doing our Squatch Monsters. We got to like, oh, start yeah. doing that every week now. That's fine. I still miss Squatch Monsters. I'll tell you what. I wonder if there's still a podcast. I, do you want me to look them up? We can do a commercial for Squatch Monsters really quick. Yeah, sure. Why not? For old time's sake. I miss them. Okay. Squatch Smashers Comedy Podcast. Their last episode released 10 days ago. Okay, they're Hell still going yeah. strong. Zeke, Vlad, and Evil Elvis review the top eight monsters of European Christmas using the latest folklore and up-to-date legends available. Wow, that sounds... <laughs> they're now a ratings good. podcast. They draft monsters. Oh, do no, they? I don't know. That was the, what that episode was for well, that some seemed, fucking weird reason. That seemed really interesting. Oh, before that, they had an improvised episode. That sounds fun. Yeah, they survived the, uh, they survived the destruction. The annihilation. Oh, the annihilation of the network. Yeah, yeah that's true. Jesus. Well, Squatch Monsters, we are still your friends. Yes, we, we will yes. forever be your friends. Come, come to our house. Come to our house. Let's start a network. Just us and the Squatchers. Squatchcast. Um, no, no, I love the Orange Groves. And I love the podcast in the Orange Groves. Speaking of things ending, here's a uh, Orange Groves podcast that ended on December 12th, 2019. So it ended very recently. Uh-huh. It's 294 Note Streak. It's about the best Guitar Hero song. So they finally find out, found out what the best Guitar Hero song was. Wow, they just did it? They got to the end of they the bracket. like a bracket? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, they bracketed all 294 songs. And then the Orange Groves seems to be all about bracket. They have the Pokemon bracket show. Mm-hmm. They have the Guitar Hero bracket show. Should we do a BNL bracket? I wouldn't mind it. It's I mean, we've just, kind of already done it. Yeah. I mean, we're doing it. We're doing it. Yes. The we're, whole time. Fuck it. We're it's not it a bracket, but it's like... It's like a competition where whenever a new challenger enters the ring, they have to fight every single other <laughs> every single other challenger that has come before it's them. It's a rumble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. songs get thrown over the top rope eventually. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. That's more we'll fun than a bracket. A cage. Is if you have 30 songs in your first bracket and they all have to throw each other over the ropes. Yeah, it's like a... You know, they have like double eliminations where like mm-hmm. you have to be beaten twice. This is a, a number of eliminations equal to the number of songs. Oh, so God. if they have 294 songs, it's a 294 elimination. <laughs> So if you get eliminated first, you still stand up. up you, you fine. Yeah, you you are going to continue in every single sure. round going forward. You're trapped. Absolutely. Just like we're trapped into this wonderful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this podcast, uh, starring uh, Joe and uh, Rev Rye Bread and Caitlin and Kat and all these people, uh, it's it's finished. The best Guitar Hero song is decided in this episode. Thanks for listening. Hot damn. Well, that's what do you think it is? Ready to Rock, maybe? Get Ready to Rock by Freeze Pop? I think it's uh, Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. That's not... Was that in Guitar Hero? I feel like it was. Either <laughs> Guitar Hero or Rock Band. I feel like Living on a Prayer is the... the that's that's what... Like, wah, I'm wah, not sure wah. why that podcast didn't just transition into being a best rock band songs podcast. Probably because they were done podcasting. Oh. But they... All, those people all run a hundred other shows on the network. That's probably why they didn't do it. They didn't need any more shows. <laughs> that makes sense, I guess. Well, we need to start that. Let's do two shows a week. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't want to? You've got a hundred... You've just done a total 180 since the beginning of this commercial. <laughs> well, no, I'm done with Bare Naked Ladies. I want to move on to something else now. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have made a pact. You're not going anywhere. We haven't made a pact. We've made a casual agreement yes. to see it through. A gentleman's agreement. And we're going to casually see it A gentleman's agreement. Anyway, check it out. TheOrangegroves.com. And we're back with It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin our bagel wheel. And we're spinning. Our segment this week is... Our segment this week is Reroll. Everything old is new again. Uh, score a scene from media with this song. So, adrift. feel like there's a lot Frosty of... Frosty the Snowman. 
Wow. The, the that was quick version. and it works on multiple levels. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That was less good. <laughs> you should have stuck with your original jam. Jack Frost, the one about the murder the snowman. The murder snowman? Yeah. I never saw Jack Frost. I saw Jack Frost 2. <laughs> oh, where they go onto a uh, like a uh, island, like a tropical island during Christmas to escape Jack Frost. Uh-huh. Like, like all the people who are traumatized by Jack Frost are like, we're going to go to a tropical island. Sure. There's no way Jack Frost can find them. I bet he but does. But he does. Holy shit. And then he gives birth to a thousand tiny snowballs. Good Lord. That eat them. Fuck. That sounds fun as hell. You know, I think it would have been, but it came at the end of like a Christmas movie, horror movie marathon. I see. And I was really flagging at that point, so I slept through about half of it. I see. Uh, why didn't you watch Jack Frost 1? Why did you choose to jump to 2? I think it was the one that we found. Okay. <laughs> the Whatever was free on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. Um, so, But I really love the original Frosty idea, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think those kids might uh, feel... Especially at the end of the movie when, you know, he's gone. I'll be back again someday. I'll be back again someday. Your heart's got a heavy load, kids. I'm going to find you again when you're adults. Your eyes on the road. Have they, I'm sure someone has made a sequel to Frosty where he comes back when they're all adults, right? Doesn't he die, though? Like, yeah. Isn't that what Frosty is? like? He's like, bye, kids. I'm going over the hill to die. But he promises to come back. Yeah, sure. Just like... You know, what your parents told you that your... Nobody ever said that to me. Dog was going to come back. No. Like, it just went to a... Do you want... On my deathbed, I want my last words to be, I'll see you again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be uh, back again someday. Uh, yeah, I'll be and back You know again. what? He might. Frosty? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he died. I think he died. I a think snowman, he just... A snowman survives in the summer? No, didn't he just... Just keep heading north? But all water is recycled. Yeah. So yeah. as soon as you put that magic Feel hat, all the water flowing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but this would be a great like end of the. Maybe there's a montage. See, now I'm making up scenes, and yeah. we can't do that. Um, so, is this the is the song about Frosty, or is it about the kids? And Frosty I think it's about the kids. the kids, isn't it? I think so too. They're adrift without Frosty. Yeah. So this is the song. The kids. This is this is Frosty too. Right. Again, we're making up media. <laughs> I don't think that's the exercise we're supposed to do here, but I like it. Yeah. No, we'll score a piece of media, but does it say current media? No, it says a scene from media, so... So, yeah, we could be any media. We can make the scene up. Okay, I think this is from Adrift, the movie. <laughs> the movie based on this song. Well, way to make it suck, Sager. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's the movie based on this song about? It's about a snowman. And mm-hmm. <laughs> in the... Uh, I mean, it could be. So it's about a kid who one of the kids who was frosty's best friend for that like day or two uh-huh. where you know he there are still traffic cops and uh pre- preachers let's call him Jaden. 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 <laughs> so he is obsessed with fucking frosty the snowman uh-huh. and he becomes an arctic explorer because the only way frosty could have survived was sure. to keep going north so he needs to go above the frost line sure and so he's like it's like one of those scenes it's sort of like a, a thing where you go into this kid's basement and he works at like a, a dairy queen or something because he needs to like just make ends meet and in his basement like there's there's like this huge map of the area and i'm not sure where frosty is set let's say it's set in like toronto edmonton mm-hmm. um good and it does get warm enough in edmonton for snow to melt sure like, it's not just snow so he has to like figure out how fast the snowman moves, how far he can move before winter ended. So he's got this like radius on the map there. And there's all these strings, like places the Frosty could have gone uh-huh. because Frosty is also, you know, he's, he's just a uh, anthropoid. So he can't, he can't like, uh, you know, transform or go faster. So he's just running. Right. Sure. It also depends. Is Frosty like in the cartoon, Frosty's got legs. 
But you wouldn't Does make us. You would not make a snowman with legs. Fr- yeah, that's freaking me out. Now that I'm thinking about it, does he have legs in the cartoon? I'm pretty sure I saw him with legs. Like my, my image of Frosty is legs. It's not like the snowman in Rudolph, where he's just like got that big blob on the bottom. Right. Kind of like flops around on it. But I mean, the thing is that. Oh, yeah, he does have little fucking weirdo snow legs. <laughs> I do not like that. Yeah, why would you build a snowman with legs? Yeah, that sucks. It could not hold itself up. Um, but here's the thing. is How is he How is he figuring out uh, where... Is he just throwing the hat on random like piles of snow to see if it forms Frosty? Or is he building no, snowmen? Frosty takes these? the hat with him. Oh. Right, because he's back again someday. So they don't take the hat back from Frosty, do they? For some reason, I thought they did. But well, I maybe in be... the cartoon. I haven't seen the cartoon since I'm a kid. I was uh, a kid. Oh, hang on. Let's get to the bottom of this. Okay. So yeah, they keep the hat. The kids keep the hat. But, but but wait, so Frosty's just oh, you just put it back on a snowman and Frosty will be back. Exactly. But here's the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, later he returns Karen home and takes Frosty to the North Pole, returning to, promising to return on Christmas Day. The ending shows Santa making good on his promise as Frosty parades through the town again with Karen and her classmates. This time joined by a reformed Hinkle with a new hat indicating Santa kept his promise. The traffic cop hocus the narrator and several townspeople. And then Frosty boards Santa's sleigh to be taken back north and says he'll be back on Christmas as the sleigh takes flight to end the parade. Okay. So I think in our version, the next Christmas, he didn't come back. Yeah. And now Jaden is trying to figure out. Was it Jaden or Caden? Uh, it was Caden. Could be either one. I think yeah. they're twins, Jaden yeah. and Caden. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so they're going back north to try and figure out. And so when they go back north, Santa is dead. Yes. And then they have to figure out who's been delivering presents every year. This turns oh, into yeah. sort of a Knives Out-esque uh, murder mystery where they have to solve this locked room mm-hmm. uh, Christmas uh, mystery, right? Yeah. They just find a puddle of water on the floor. Shit. Oh, did Santa hang himself <laughs> by standing on a block of ice? <laughs> this is. Or, or Santa stood on Frosty. Stand- oh. oh. He put himself on Frosty's shoulders. They find out later. Sure. And then Frosty melted. Which implies that Frosty is the murderer. Or was he? Or was he? Did Frosty get set up? Was he held? Yeah. Sure. Held at gunpoint by Hinkle. Yeah. I think Hinkle has to come back as the villain yeah. again and I mean, for this Yeah, I mean, you take the hat off. Frosty, sure. he just becomes a regular snowman. Sure. Right? And then he melted. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's absolutely what happens. So yeah. this scene from media is the scene from Frosty, <laughs> Frosty 2. Too. Where the kids are traveling to the North Pole again. Yes. To try and or, determine what Or the happened. scene, the, like the sort of montage scene where like a couple Christmases go by sure. without Frosty. Because I mean, I think the first time, with, I don't know, is this a kid's movie or is this an adult? This seems like an adult movie. I think it's an adult movie. Okay, so we're going to see them grow up. Just like the not funny Ghostbusters that's going to come out. I think it's a movie that was originally for kids and is now for adults. Yeah, so I think that, I think that. We see it, we see years go by and sure. we see them like you know sitting in front of a window with their hand pressed to it looking up into the sky and they can't see anything so they just it just sort of a, like a Philip Glass style montage goes right. by and then that and then them also like planning to go north yes so, so they're like perfect teens. they're teens now I love it yes they're perfect. teens and they're running away from home to go north their parents don't know they're making yes. secret plans yes. and their parents are all shitty I guess yes they have to be good that's the scene my friend we did it we figured it out we're adrift. <laughs> Now's the time in the show when we take an email from our friends. Our fans are la la la's. This is an email from our friend Cease Richards, who has a disturbing new picture on Google, which is of Jim Carrey in the mask outfit, except his face is flesh colored instead of green. Cease Richard, I've missed you. I missed you too, buddy. I missed you. I bet he missed us too, as as he'll certainly say in this email. This email is called Hi. History is interesting. (laughs) Okay. Hello. I was listening to the band. It's All Been Done's Bare Naked Ladies album. And you mentioned something about the group that I saw was fascinating. <laughs> Specifically, at first, you mentioned Japan, that they have history, and that you know it. I have never heard of that, thanks in small part to the educational system of my hometown, America. I was really interested in learning more about the different 
Ronin that Evan mentioned on the anime <laughs> Trucks. If each, if each bare naked lady were the head of a different Sengoku era clan, oh, which Jesus. clan would each run and why? Thank you for reaching out to the internet and sharing your art and your attention. And I wish, I wish you the best of luck with time. Rich. Wow. So that's, each, a, that's a question for each, sure. If each bare naked lady were the head of a different Sengoku era clan, wow. I want you to know that every time he mentions bare naked ladies, bare naked lady, he... It's three words, bare, naked, and lady, and it's italicized. <laughs> so just FYI. Well, that's fair. I mean, it's a, it's a name. It's, it's the proper way to do it. So do you want a list of Sengoku era clans or do you know? Jeez. I mean, I know like probably two dozen off the top of my head. Oh, well, then you're good. Yeah. I mean, kind of. It's been like <laughs> 10 years since I... He, he wants to be the leader of a Sengoku era clan. <laughs> Let me tell you how so, many readers are going to hit the 15... Here's what I'm going to do. In the show notes, I'm going to tell you when this segment ends. If you are like... I kind of want to be quick about it, I guess. No, then. don't be quick. Take your time, because I want you to linger in something you'll never have again, which is someone specifically asking you about Japanese history. <sighs> <laughs> Let me think. I'm just trying to think. So, um, I feel like we oh could just... This is... The, the the list of clans is fucking enormous. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's thousands of them. Hundreds, hundreds, hundreds and thousands of them. Yeah. Yeah, there's tons. But, like, only maybe 60 or so are big. Okay. Because they've all got sub-clans and okay. secondary clans and things like that. Okay. So, um... Oof. So, I'm feeling that, like... Uh, let's start out easy. So... Also, this is... I just am quiet this whole segment. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll start... I'll start out easy when people... I'll start with clans people probably know uh-huh. more of. So, we'll say, like, uh... I'm thinking that... Uh, Steve is like an Oda Nobunaga character uh-huh. because he's Steve is kind of like he's tormented just like Oda was uh-huh. because they called Oda like the demon prince of 16 hells or something like that. Um, I don't remember exactly the wording, but uh, so but Steve is sort of the driving force behind the band, right? Sure. And Oda Nobunaga. Oda, Oda Nobunaga was the driving force behind the unification of Japan. Sure. He's of- the guy who kills all the monks. He's the guy who like starts beating the shit out of the other daimyo. He's the guy who suborns the um, the um, emperors. And if you are unfamiliar with Oda Nobunaga listeners, just remember the NES game Nobunaga's Ambition. And right. it's that Where guy. Where he plays a very, very tiny role in it. <laughs> Does like, he really? Yeah. he's a Oda Nobunaga, Nobunaga's Ambition, it's like a strategy game where you can play any Sengoku era daimyo. Oh, I so see. you could play Oda Nobunaga and you have a much easier time of it because it, he had an easier time sure. of it because his, you know, the Nobunaga clan was like right around Kyoto. So it's really easy for you to like consolidate that region <laughs> of Japan. And that's one of the like bread baskets of Japan and whatnot. So um, you can use Gil guns and shit nice. blow up uh uh talk nope takeda cavalry uh-huh yeah so um i'm just like i'm plucking desperately at these strings i have in my <laughs> head that i haven't used in a decade so yeah oda nobunaga but then of course stephen page falls by the wayside and a new shogun takes the reins sure so of course it is hideyoshi Oh shit! I didn't think you were gonna say Hideyoshi. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Hideyoshi was Nobunaga's like buddy. Back, okay. Back in the day. Okay. Right. Uh, he was like a sandal carrier. Worked his way up. I'm seeing the parallels. Uh, from from that uh, Hideyoshi, he was called the monkey because he was kind of kind of not good looking. Unlike not like uh, Ed's, yeah, it's it pretty hot as hell. It's, it's pretty hot. So yeah, um, but 
uh, he was also kind of goony, like like Ed was. He was kind of a little bit of a goon, silly guy. Died of syphilis because he had too much sex. <laughs> oh, we didn't really. He was driven insane. I see so, the parallels between yeah. him and Ed. <laughs> Wanted to invade Korea, so he's got all these grand notions and whatnot. So when Nobunaga dies, he uh, Hideyoshi may have been involved in, or at least did nothing when Akechi Mitsuhide kills. Um, Nobunaga. Uh-huh. So, um, but Hideyoshi takes takes advantage of it, takes control of the shogunate. The Hideyoshi clan uh, is super good and uh, rules until Hideyoshi dies. So, um, so it's now we're in this Ed period, right? Sure. So <laughs> the, the, the Ed, Ed era, the, 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 Edo, the Edo period. Edo, fuck off. Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, the Steve-O period was during Jackass, I believe, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that, Jesus Christ. Sorry, go ahead. That's okay. We are next. Uh, we're going to say that uh, Jim is uh, Inosuke. Uh-huh. Inosuke is a subordinate of Tokugawa Ieyasu, right? But he uh-huh. was also a subordinate. And Tokugawa was a subordinate of uh, Hideyoshi and then Oda before him. But uh, so Inosuke, they were sort of the people who propped up the Tokugawa and the people before. So they're like a technician clan. They're a clan that is loyal, that is going to like prop you up even beyond the like the time that you should have been propped up. Like okay. the Tokugawa uh, uh, daimyo are like going crazy they're like having pillow fights they have giant like orgies <laughs> and shit like that and they're starting to like the the blood's getting thin we'll say and the e-clan is still like running things and like keeping shit together and like doing these purges of enemies of the state and whatnot so uh kept keeping him in power longer so that's sort of jim jim's a technician he keeps the band together he keeps working sure all right kevin <laughs> I have no fucking idea who Kevin could be. Um, so Kevin's a supporting member, sort of. He props up Ed a lot, too. Mm-hmm. In fact, he might have been E. Uh, but I don't know. Um, so think of the saddest daimyo, the saddest clan. <sighs> There's a lot of really sad clans, like the Chosokabe, okay. who are... Um, they're they're from uh, Shikoku, like that little looks like the island, the small the smallest island in Japan that isn't sure. Okinawa, like the smallest uh, Sengoku period island. It's just that uh like right in the like crook, the lower crook, like where Kyushu and Honshu are there, and then the Shikoku is like right in the middle there. And the Chosokabe spend like most of the Sengoku period like taking over Shikoku, so that's the smallest island. Okay, and they're like fuck yeah, man, we're about to expand. We got this island, we got this whole fucking island, and then like Hideyoshi just rolls up and is like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I've already consolidated most of Honshu, and uh, you guys are tiny, and you're a piece of shit. Yeah. And so they just they fight, and they get annihilated, and then they get replaced. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So that's not really Kev, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of sad. I mean, the Shimazu are kind of sad too, uh, in that they uh, consolidate most of Southern Kyushu, and then basically the same thing happens to them. They get sort of overrun by um, Hideyoshi and uh, Kambei Kuroda. And uh, so they get taken over and um, but they're still the, they get to retain their position. OK, so let's say, yeah, we'll say Ed's the sh- uh, Kevin's the Shimazu okay. because he had his own band and he still has his own band. Sure. And he gets he gets like he has a lot of weight because the Shimazu are one of the people who uh, end up do, participating strongly in the Meiji Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, they're the ones who get things going. So this new era of BNL is uh, driven primarily by uh, Shimazu and Tosa. <laughs> Tosa are the people who were put in for the Chosokabe. Okay. So they're down there, I think. I hope. I, if there's any Japanese historians listening to this, please correct me if I'm wrong. I used to be one. Okay. And last but least, we have Tyler. <laughs> Tyler. Tyler is a clan who uh, just does his own thing. He's part of the band. He's kind of a rock spectacle. So we're going to make them... Um, 
Matsumai maybe? Uh, just somebody, Matsumai are the guys who are up in um, uh, the northern, northernmost ch- clan in Japan. Um, I think. Is that Matsumai? Okay. They're the clan. Matsumai are the clan responsible for like administering Hokkaido, and they had a lot of fucking leeway because it's out in the fucking boonies, right? So they're up there, and uh, they're mostly scrapping with Ainu up there, which are like the Japanese Native Americans, uh, First Nation people, uh, who the Japanese just basically ran off their island. Um, so it's kind of shitty in that sure. regard. But uh, yeah, so they're scrapping with there, and uh, you know, like the uh, um, Sunken Kotai, where you had to come, is your, if after the. Um, the consolidation you had to spend like half your time in Edo. Uh, the Matsumai only had to spend like one fifth of their time in Edo because they were such a boonies clan. They didn't actually do anything. So okay. Tyler's, Tyler's just along for the fucking ride okay. in, <laughs> in the Sengoku period. He's like, sure, let's fucking do this. And I wanted to work in some like Date Masamune and stuff like that, but I don't think. I mean, anyone... Andy is clearly Date Masamune. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to fucking sail a, sail a ship. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's the guy who built the big ship and just wants to like sail away. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. So there we go. Do you want to do a couple more? Do you want to do Donwaz and Ron and Yellow? And I think people are like into this. So I would like to do maybe 10 or 12 more. Yeah, like, okay. So Donwaz Don and, and Ron and Yellow are like the Morty clan. Okay. Where, um, <laughs> and Lon Chaney Jr. Lon Chaney Jr. Okay. <laughs> sure. So the Morty clan uh, shows up and it's, it's a big clan during the time, but it doesn't really, it just wants to hold on to its own territory. Mm-hmm. It doesn't try and expand or anything. So of course it gets gobbled up when sure. everybody is, uh, is participating. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So. Cool. Well, thank you. Sure. C's. Hope you're satisfied. I hope that helped I in feel... whatever fucking college uh, exam you're doing right now. <laughs> Please don't quote me on any of that. I Again, I'm running off of 10-year-old information. I wish I had had time to prepare for this. Sure. Mm, that's not how this podcast works, my it friend. It isn't. It isn't. <laughs> Thank you, C's. All right, Al. I felt like I just like walked into a test for a class. <laughs> like, you, you, were finish, you finish your college. You finish your college exam, and the professor's like, all right. See you in 10 years. And you're like, what? It's like, that's the true test. It's how much of this information you retain 10 years from now. So I'm going to come and fucking test you. He, he has been signing his emails Dr. Richards lately. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Dr. C's Richards might be uh, your old college prof. Um, Philip Brown. Philly B. Uh, Ev, we started a new album. We're in it. Album. Deep in the shit, as I like to say. Oh, you'll be in the shit. <laughs> My favorite line from Spike Lee's Tales from the Hood. Me too. Is that a horror movie? Yeah, it's an anthology. It's one of the best anthology movies ever made. Sounds fun. Um, Ebo, uh, we have a lot of places you can find us on the intranet. We are on Twitter at BinDonePod. Intranet, which is the internal internal, <laughs> internal network that your business runs. Me and my partner's computer and the retro pie that we have. Yep, we are network. everywhere on the um, intranet. Facebook.com slash BinDonePod. Uh, you can support the Orange Groves, theorangegroves.com. They have a Patreon. Uh, our second... Give it to us. Our second episode of Two Snacks Doing Snacks is now out. It's The Ninjas. Uh, and I think it should just be called Snacks Doing Snacks because snacks implies that there's more than one. Sure, but And you only don't listen know. to it for a second I to know I would not listen to it if there were three or four snacks. The fact that it's Two Snacks Doing Snacks is important to me. Then it should be Two Snacks Two and Snacks. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just want it to go one way or another. It, it has to be not, weirder or less weird. Not too late for us to change the entire thrust of Two Snacks Two and Snacks. Two, two snacks, snacks Two and Snacks. Snacks, yes. Okay, good. All right, that's what it is now. We've changed, sure. we've changed okay. the title. Um, Which will make less sense to anyone who doesn't listen to our <laughs> podcast. There are a lot of people listening to the Patreon episodes who don't listen to the main <laughs> podcast. That's what I like to do. I like to go onto the podcast <laughs> networks I support and just download Patreon, Patreon episodes. episodes those tend to be the, the prime content. Um, check us out on the Discord. Uh, the link is in the show notes, and you can talk to us on the Discord. On Discworld. 
Um, Terry Pratchett's Discworld. Terry Pratchett's The Dubs. My favorite book series as a kid. God yeah. damn it, I love Discworld and so it's, much. And it's unlike most book series is like you read when you were a kid. It holds up. Really? Yeah. Like, I haven't it's, read it. It's, I mean, it holds up in that it's still pretty good, and it's not like, it doesn't make you cringe. Yeah. Like yeah. with like outdated political or sexual or, you know, anything like gender yeah. politics like oh, cool. that. So it's actually pretty okay from awesome. what I remember. I mean, I haven't reread the entire like oeuvre recently. But. Rip Terry P. We miss yeah. you, bro. Yeah. Um, Alzheimer's is a bad way to go, man. Ugh. Man. I forgot he died of Alzheimer's. Early onset, yeah. Ev, what do you have to plug this week? Cure, cure for, cure for the diseases that are plaguing us, please. Sure. Um, if you, if you have an, if you have an answer to this question, if you know how to cure cancer or Alzheimer's or anything like that, please, please do so. Act.alz.org is both of our plugs this week. That's the Alzheimer's Association. Help fight Alzheimer's. Alz.org. Act.alz.org yeah. is their donation link. Yeah, we lost my, I lost my grandma to dementia. I lost, I've lost a lot of people. Uh, Alzheimer's. I l- yeah, I lost uh, my grandpa to another dementia. Um, the Beastie Boy song. He loved it. He listened to it like all day long. He wouldn't eat. He wouldn't sleep. So anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll see you again in one week. Welcome to 294 Note Streak, the best idea for a podcast of all time. We use a bracket to rank every song that's ever been in a Guitar Hero game. That's pretty much it. That's the whole idea. My name's Joe. I'm Riley. We do that thing we just said every mm, two weeks? We rank it on how much we like the song and if it makes a fun chart to play. Is 294 an equally divisible number for a bracket? It's not! (laughs) Is Thunder Kiss 65 the best white zombie song? Can anything topple Hangar 18 in this race to the top? Will Pat Benatar's Heartbreaker defeat Michael Jackson's Beat It? Yes. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Should Fat Lip be in Guitar Hero? <laughs> Find out by listening to 294 Note Streak on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or a better app. And remember, enjoy music. <laughs>